Are you looking for your first internship or job, or maybe the next step in your career? Welcome to Top of the Pile, the podcast that explores all things career for 20-somethings. I'm Karen Elders with Launch Career Strategies, and I'll be your host. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back, Top of the Pile listeners. Today, my guest is Mackenzie Coughlin, 2019 graduate of Providence College, Mackenzie was a marketing major with a finance minor at Providence and was also a swimmer on Providence's D1 varsity swim team. Very impressive. And currently, Mackenzie is a learning solutions consultant for LinkedIn. Mackenzie is only two years out of school, but it's been an interesting, twisty, turny, a little bit road. And I think everyone listening will learn a ton from Mackenzie's story. So I'm excited to have her on top of the pile today. So welcome, Mackenzie. Thank you for having me. Excited to, to be here. Great. Great. So let's jump in. So first off, one of the things I think is so interesting about your background, I always encourage undergrads to get involved in their school as in their college as soon as possible. And I think having clubs and organizations to speak to when you start to interview for internships and job is key to show that you take initiative, you develop leadership skills, et cetera. Now, you were a Division I swimmer, so that's enough for most people, but you were able to get super involved at PC. So I think it would be interesting if you can tell us a little bit about your involvement outside of swimming and why that was important and, and you know, kind of what you got out of that involvement. Yeah, absolutely. I think for myself, I knew getting involved was really going to be the first time I would have the chance to flex, flex networking muscles. And looking back on being involved outside of just being an athlete, I think three reasons that I I wanted to get involved included just to be able to meet new people, learn about career opportunities, and over time have the chance to take on more leadership responsibilities. I think freshman year, I certainly may have overjoined a few clubs, but over time, I stuck with organizations and clubs that I genuinely enjoyed and had an interest in. And by the time it came to interview cycles for internships and even post-grad careers, when often asked what was my biggest accomplishment, I would spoke to my spoke to my involvement in various organizations and just taking advantage of every opportunity I could to help narrow in exactly what I wanted to land in a post grad career for myself, but um, for how I could leverage that to an organization as well. You know, it's an interesting point you say about you know freshman year. I think a lot of people do sometimes oversubscribe themselves and jump in on too much, but you know what? It, it's, you can always just take things away and you, you, you don't want to bite off more, but it's okay. I think, you know, you got to test the waters and see what really connects with you and resonates and wh- what group of people are there. Um, so that's, that's great. So I think one of the other things that is really interesting about your background, and I think encouraging for people hopefully to hear is that you are now at LinkedIn, but you didn't internship. You did not intern there. So um, it sounds like you were able to get the job through the regular application process when you were in your senior year in college. But so backing up, if you would share a little bit about what you did do in undergrad, you know, how you spent your summers and how you were able to still develop professional skills to speak to in those interviews. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I spent seven summers as a swim coach and the last two of those summers being the head swim coach and aquatic instructor, certainly not kind of prerequisites for a corporate position necessarily, but due to the timing of when the swim season began, I also did have the chance to take on internships with, which were a little bit more, you know, business corporate roles, which was a great experience. But when it did come to the interview cycle post-grad, I 
often spoke to my summer jobs. And that is because I was able to speak to the transferable skills that I learned and summer jobs, like being a sports coach, a camp counselor, or even working as a waitress, or not only the first time you get a paycheck, but really you leaning in on those transferable skills for the next role you want. And you gain stories to speak on for interviews. So I think for myself, that was a priceless decision that also allowed me to have a super fun summer and um, was definitely something that I heard from recruiters that stood out for my interview processes at um, a few different companies. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome because there is so much pressure on everybody right now to feel like they have to know their career path like the minute they start college and they've got to start inter- doing internships immediately. And, you know, it, it's, I don't think it hurts you to do them, but I think that there are other things you can do to, to develop those skills. So, um, and I love what you said about flexing the networking muscle during the clubs and, you know, getting out of your just friend group to be able to deal with different personalities. And then as you're in your summer job too, you know, it's a lot of customer service. You're dealing with demanding parents. That's a, a skill that any job needs, you know, being able to do client customer service, um, be able to step back and calm and, you know, handle a situation. So, so moving forward. So when did you kind of start to finalize your resume and start researching companies? What led you to your decision to go into sales first? Why don't we start with that? Okay. So I think when looking back on how I ended up in sales first, I was aware of my skill set. Naturally, being an athlete, I've always been wired to hit and chase goals. I love that feeling of chasing something greater than myself or for myself, but along um, alongside my teammates as well. Second, have always enjoyed working with others, which is very common in sales to be on a team. And then just having the chance to manage your own time and be accountable for the results and the, the input you put in to lead to your own output. It was something that always attracted me, but I recognized my skill set and understood the experiences that were in front of me. So talking with others, listening to folks who were in roles that I could see myself in all within the industry as well. I gained those experiences from doing shadowing programs and just messaging people on LinkedIn and asking for a few minutes on their calendar to help me understand why they ultimately ended up in the role that they were in. Uh, And then when you put that all together, that's in short how I ended up in sales and glad I did and excited to see what's in the future for me. Yeah, it's great. You are natural at sales. And I know there's moments, especially when you start a sales career to say, you know, maybe you lose a sale or something doesn't come through or whatever it is. And you say, oh, should I be doing this? Am I going to succeed at this? But that happens in every role across any industry and any path. But um, I think what's good to know about sales is you said it is that, you know, being a salesperson is almost like running your own little company. Like, your sales book of business and your quota and everything is your own little mini company, but you're a company within a larger company. So you are on a team and usually sales teams, hopefully if you do your due diligence where you're interviewing that you want to be on a sales team that has a very, you know, collaborative, supportive culture that, you know, like your swim team, like everybody cheers each other on and, you know, rings the bell when somebody makes a sale. That's a, that's a great environment um, to be in. And, um, I think it's a natural role for an athlete, actually. Uh, but you don't have to be an athlete, obviously, to go in sales. But, you know, I can tell just talking to you that you probably were really good and organized in your thought when you're interviewing. How did you kind of 
hone that craft of interviewing. You know, I think you mentioned doing informational type interviews, and I think that's a really, you know, interesting piece to get data collections. I'll let you maybe chat about that a little bit. Yeah, certainly. I think first of all, practice is is key. Being prepared will give you that confidence as well, which is incredibly important entering an interview. You want to feel confident that you do have a great chance at landing the role. And I actually thought of the interview process very similar as I would as an athlete would train for a game or for a meet. And to be the best athlete, you train every day and you have to train yourself to interview like it is a game day or that you're approaching a game day. So for myself, I often would prep in a few different ways from typing out thoughts and and questions and potential answers or bullets I would like to speak to. I would ask myself questions in the mirror to practice, especially if there were in-person interviews, how my behavior more my body language would come across. Um, and sometimes I'd even throw headphones in and walk around and answer my own questions just to feel more confident about speaking out loud and trying to listen to the work or to this the flow of how I was answering those questions as well, all while being diligent on what's out there on LinkedIn, what are some podcasts and articles that would just help give me the insights to how I would practice for those um for those interviews as well. It's so great. And I hope anyone listening is going to tune into that, that the idea of just, you know, video recording yourself, listening to your audio, the way you're pacing your answers and you're organizing. It's so tempting to try to memorize interview answers. And I see people do it all the time. And it's so dangerous because if the question isn't asked exactly correct, the way you practiced it, or if there's a little extra nuance put into the question, or just people can tell when it's when it's rehearsed and memorized, and it the truth just comes out. And 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 you know you've got to be careful of that. So I think that's smart, as you say. The more practice you do, and then it becomes conversational. It just becomes your natural, authentic, genuine answer. And I think you know it's it's so important that you, that people aren't memorizing. So. All right. So let's jump over. I, I mentioned that it was a twisty turny road. I, let's go to your senior year in college and, you know, tell us about how you got into finding out about the LinkedIn role and, and that hiring process. Yeah, absolutely. I think first I'll kind of speak to how I landed into the hiring process, which was through a referral. I used LinkedIn to get to LinkedIn. I networked with someone who was actually in the role that I wanted to be in and, and ultimately landed in. But did not know them, did not have a connection, but just sent over a quick message. And luckily they responded to me and we were able to chat. And from there, um, we, and we enjoyed our conversation and he passed along to my, my, inter- my resume, uh, which then led me to the hiring process. So from there, the hiring process included a recruiter screen, um, a, you know, behavioral inter- interview, an interview with the hiring manager, a mock call with a sales manager, and that last round was a super day, which was on site in person uh, out in Chicago, which was a great experience. So that was my interview process for the first time I was at LinkedIn. And then ultimately when I went to Okta, this happened in a very similar way. I sent a message to someone who's in the role that I wanted to be in. And what was unique about this process is that they were not hiring for that team. However, I, I still had the chance to speak to the recruiter and she connected me to someone who would eventually become my manager. And uh, like I said, they, they were not hiring, but um, ultimately after our conversation, he, he felt strong about me joining the team and there ended up being headcounts. So this role was never publicly posted, but um, I think that speaks to the volume of 
the power of, of networking and kind of also just being in the right time at the right place. Yeah, it, it's, it is so interesting. And so we'll get into why you say the first time at LinkedIn. Um, I think that though, what you just said, doing a cold reach out, so many people are stuck on, well, I don't know anyone at that company. You have to put yourself out there and not be afraid to just reach out and reaching out to someone in the role is brilliant because they, they're already there. And if you can get them to give you a little bit of information about the role, even if they don't refer you, you're so much more informed and educated about it. So I love that you did that. And I really encourage people to do that. And the other piece of there, oh, there isn't a role open there right now. I won't apply to that company or I won't network there. If it's a good company and you're interested in the company, there will be a role open. There will be eventually. And the key is, hence the name of my podcast, you just want to be on the top of the pile and on the desk when that role and headcount comes open. So the thought process has to be that this is, you got to be in it for the long haul and not just for what's open today and what am I applying to in this moment. So, so I mentioned the twisty turny road for Mackenzie um, first few years out of school, but so you were at LinkedIn. So you get the job out of college, you start after school and you're there for, I think a little under a year when COVID hit and you were part, unfortunately of a major layoff at LinkedIn so I think it'd be cool to share, like, how did you, how did you handle that? And what did you do to get the new job? Yeah, absolutely. I think being laid off is never something you expect to go through. And, and what was my dream role out of college and being laid off truly was an absolute gut punch. It, it hit me like a ton of bricks just because it was something that I, I really did not think I would experience this early on in my career. And at a role in a company, I had given a hundred and 10% into for the, for the start and how much time I put into networking internally and how excited and the potential I felt to grow my career at LinkedIn and waking up to an email out of the blue after months of being told this would not happen definitely um, was not a great feeling. But when I took a step back, I realized that this was now going to be an opportunity for me to take on a new experience, leverage what I have learned in the past year and gain new skills that would help me continue to grow my career. And this was a good reminder that it is always important to be networking, especially externally as well, um, and leverage those connections you have. Many of my LinkedIn friends, we all came together and were able to, you know, grow our own networks by connecting our, our personal networks. So I made it my new job to find a new job and treated it like a sales process from prospecting companies and roles that would be a good fit. And then finding the decision makers who would be those who have the hiring power, um, all while doing consistent outreach and, and LinkedIn and emailing. And in some cases would call, would cold call people. So I knew the more I tried and the more responses I would, I would get. Um, so over, I think it was about four weeks. I spoke with 14 different companies at three final rounds and, and three offers. And it felt good to have the ability to choose what was going to be the best fit for me um, and what, how I could best leverage my skills. That's great. It's great. And, you know, you're coming from LinkedIn and, you know, people are going to say, well, she got the job at LinkedIn. She's obviously talented in the first place, but I think that you also moved to a new city. I mean, you're from the East coast, New York city, tri-state area, and you moved to, to Chicago, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Never thought a million years I'd be out in Chicago, but um, when the opportunity presented itself, I, I couldn't say no. And um, being let go, it, 
I'm happy to say that I was excited to stay in Chicago. So that was a, you know, a silver lining as well. I think this is opening up a bit, but I do think people, especially in the last year when they were looking for jobs had to be flexible on where they live. And, and, you know, now things are being redefined too. So, so remote work, et cetera, will be more common. So I think one thing to highlight is that you ended on a good note at LinkedIn too. It's so smart to do. So, so then you went to Okta and you had an experience then, and then tell us what happened. So you're at Okta, you got the new role. And then I guess what I just said kind of helped, right? So maybe you can speak to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think during my time at LinkedIn, I had many opportunities to connect and network with, with other folks, which um, had always made me excited to, as I said, to grow my career there. And when things abruptly ended, it was nice to go to Okta and still stay in close contact with those connections I had at LinkedIn. Um, and over the, the last few months, there was different opportunities that presented itself to be back at LinkedIn, but I wanted to make sure it was the right team and the right role for myself. And uh, when that opportunity did pop up, it was great to have been contacted a few times. And um, But that, that definitely comes from leaving on a good mark and you know, fostering those relationships that you built. So um, definitely, I think, speaks to the power of, of networking. Yeah, good for you. It's awesome. It's a it's a great story. I mean, you created all of this so much yourself and you know, didn't feel sorry for yourself. You picked your books straps up and kept moving forward and and I think your positive energy is also people have got to keep the positive energy um, you know, whenever they're going into any interview process. But so so tell tell me a little bit about your current role at LinkedIn. It's, it's a little different than I think your first role, but tell us a little bit about that role. Yeah, certainly. So today I'm on the LinkedIn learning team. I work as a learning solution sales consultant for enterprise and large enterprise accounts, which at LinkedIn means their organizations anywhere between 500 to 10,000 employees. Um, and what that really means is that I focus on the front end of the sales cycle primarily focused on prospecting, qualifying leads, all while partnering partnering with account representatives to generate pipeline and close net new business. Um, I think what's great about being laid off, which I laugh about just because it's, it's hard to find how great it is in the moment of all that going on, is I was able to leverage the skills that I gained at Okta to to do this role and feel I'm more confident in this position than I would have been um, had I not been laid off. So very much a silver lining, but excited and grateful to, to be back at LinkedIn. Everything lends itself to another, you know, every link in the chain helps you move forward and learn and build a stronger chain. Right. So I think that's good to remember. And, um, you know, if people go through long periods of time where they don't have work, they, you know, I encourage them to take a class, get a little certification, strengthen a, a hard skill they have or a soft skill. Um, so, Anything else that kind of is on your mind as a new grad, you know, only two years out that you think would be helpful to share with someone coming up the pike behind you? Yeah, I think one thing that always comes to me is don't be afraid to network. Do not be afraid to reach out to people on LinkedIn. I know it can feel and sometimes sound a little daunting just to add connections and from people you vaguely know, but add a note, put yourself out there, leave a positive impression by doing something creative. You can send someone a, a voice memo through LinkedIn, or you can send a recruiter or a team that you want to be on a Vidyard, which is a, a video platform as well. 
Um, and I think also throughout the interview process, don't be afraid to network throughout that process as well. And, you know, the more people you have vouching for you to be at a company can only help you in the long run. You know, and I think that one of the biggest networking pieces people don't pay attention to is when they're an intern, perhaps, or even in your first job, you know, it never ends. It's something that, you know, we used to call it the Rolodex, but I don't know, people still use the term Rolodex, but it's your, your, your relationships in sales, it's revenue and relationships, right? What are your, what, what are you bringing to the table? So as you move forward in your career, if you move to another company as a salesperson, that's what they're going to focus on. You know, what have you sold? You know, how have you moved the needle for a company and what relationships do you have? But, you know, beyond that, it's, are you a team player? Can you support other sellers and not just be your own island? And even if you sell a lot, you know, some companies will value that more than others. But I think in this day and age, the, the team player seller is really the, the rock star and the person that people want. So thank you so much. I love it. This is all great. And I wish you the best and continued success at LinkedIn. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me. And for anyone listening, if you have questions or thoughts, feel free to reach out to me. I am on LinkedIn. So thanks. Awesome. You know what? I will include Mackenzie's LinkedIn connection or profile link um, in my show notes. And and I'll throw some other notes in there from things that were mentioned, um, like Vidyard that you mentioned. I'll put that in there too. All right. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Launch Career Strategies helps young professionals launch into a successful and fulfilling career path. Check us out at launchcareerstrategies.com. By the way, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating and a review. Reviews are key to helping spread the word about Top of the Pile so it can reach other young professionals or anyone looking for advice on how to up their career game. Thanks for listening. I hope you have or are having an awesome week. I hope to connect with you next week on Top of the Pile.